Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Welcome to episode 39 of the Real Food Real Conversations podcast with me, Sophia. I am super excited to have you here today. And today we're going to talk about transitioning to a plant-based diet. I had put out some feelers on what people wanted to hear on this podcast. And funny enough, um, I have talked about our diet transition and things like that. But I haven't had like a full episode just solely on tips and tricks on transitioning to a plant-based diet. And I thought it was pretty um, just for the situation of life right now, um, both, you know, people really wanting to look at their health due to COVID and also the time of year, um, a lot of people are always looking at adding more plants into their diet. Um, So I thought we would chat a little bit about it. I love this topic because I think that I'm pretty opinionated when it comes to this. Um, and I I am not on the train of jumping into a vegan or plant-based diet with two feet and not looking back. I am definitely on the slow train. Um, even though we, I, I wouldn't say we jumped in with two feet. I think we jumped in with like one and a half feet uh, for my husband's health. And if you listen to previous episodes, I've talked a lot about Um, our transition and how um, we switched our diet because of my husband's um, heart health. Um, He did, I did take a month to research it before we started anything. But when we did start, we did like a huge elimination diet where we eliminated um, all animal products and sugar, caffeine, alcohol, um, and gluten. Um, and we did it for 21 days. But the point is that we had an endpoint. We didn't say, okay, now we're switching our diet. And that was that. We had an endpoint. We eliminated it for 21 days. And then we kind of took a step back and we started transitioning more so slowly, which sounds kind of silly. But I think that what my husband really wanted was to see if it would help his heart issues because his doctor actually was the one who told him to try it out um, to help. And he want before we did it, he wanted to see if it would help. So that's why we kind of jumped in pretty quickly. But then we scaled back a little bit because um, lo and behold, it did help actually quite a bit. And so we knew it was something that we wanted to do long term. Um, so that was kind of why. But when it comes to generally transitioning to anything, you know, not just a plant based diet, but anything when you transition transitioning to something new, my big takeaway is that you need to transition slowly. Now, I, those of you that don't know my background, I was a uh, a teacher for 14 years, and most of that time was teaching kids with learning disabilities. I have a master's in education and primarily special education, reading acquisition. And one thing that I did as a teacher was teaching kids who couldn't learn traditionally, quote unquote, traditionally, in a different way. And one thing I, I learned throughout my experience is that the biggest successes I had was when I took the big goal and I broke out up into tiny little chunks and we achieved those baby steps every step of the way. The problem with jumping in for most of us, and not to say that some people can't do it, some people can do it and they can be successful, but the problem is sustainability. And most of us, and just by human nature, when 
you make a big change and you don't take small steps, you tend to put a lot of stress on yourself. It's such a big change that it's a lot and it's hard. And when we as humans approach hard things, more often than not, we, we, we give up because it's really hard. And it's something that maybe you'll give up two months in, maybe you'll give up six months in. But when you go into it as a mindset as I'm just doing it, and for, again, for some people, it totally works. But in general, we really need to go slowly. So what is a plant-based diet? Um, I might have some you know, beginners here. So let's talk about what it is in general. It's, it's a diet with foods that come from plants, meaning you're not eating animal products like meat, dairy, eggs, honey, things like that. Now, honey is kind of a, if you want, some people um, say like when you're strict vegan, you don't eat, you don't eat or use anything animal-based, but with plant-based um, honey is kind of a, you know, a, um, kind of goes back and forth. We personally do eat honey. We don't have any problem with it, um, but we also aren't hundred percent anything. Um, we eat mostly plants. Uh, you can look, you can go to my website and look at my about me to learn more about it, but but the thing is that with plant-based and vegan, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean you're super healthy. There are many different approaches with plant-based diets, but there's a lot, a lot of food out there that's considered plant-based. It's highly processed and it's not nutrient rich. So if you want to eat plant-based for health reasons, especially, you want to make sure that you're eating a whole foods plant-based diet, because that is when you talk about whole foods, that's when it's centered around nutrient-rich foods that um, don't aren't are they're very minimally process, processed. So how to start? Let's say that you're listening and you're ready to add more plants into your life, and you just need an idea of you know where am I going to start? This is where my teacher hat comes on, and I say that we need to do this slowly. But the number one thing you need to know and you need to decide is why you're doing this. What is your why? Is it for health benefits like us? Is it for environmental benefits? Maybe you're a environmentalist and you really want to talk about, you know, reducing your carbon footprint. Um, is it for ethical reasons for the animals? Um, maybe you saw something or visited a farm and noticed and saw some really bad stuff and it just really hit you hard and you really want to make this change for ethical reasons. Or maybe it's for cost. I mean, some people, you know, meat and dairy and things like that can be expensive. And so some people want to do it for cost. There's a lot of reasons, but you need to figure out why you want to do it. For us, it was our health, my husband's health in particular. And when you have your why, it's really important because you can always turn to that when you are struggling to move forward. Maybe you hit a blip in the road or you didn't achieve your goal and you're wondering, should I even continue? Having your why and having something to go back to will help you decide that. You know, maybe your why no longer is relevant and maybe you've decided your why isn't that big of a you know, deal to you anymore. People change and things change and that's totally okay, but it can also help drive you forward. And like for us, it was my husband had the health problems and when we changed our diet, he, I mean, literally cured his heart issues. He was has been off of medication since, never went back on. Um, lowest blood pressure and cholesterol he's ever had even medicated. So having a why is really, really important. And that is what helps propel us forward. Another thing is make it fun. Don't be so serious about it. You know, share new recipes with friends and family. Um, if you have like friends that love to cook, like have a dinner club, 
Um, of course, right now, it's if you're in shutdown in your area, make sure you're doing it outside or wait till all this is over. Um, but make it fun. Make it trying new things a good thing, not something that is bad or causes you stress. Find new um, places to go eat. You'll never know when you find a restaurant that you absolutely love. So make it fun. For sure, make it fun. That's like a big one. Most importantly, don't stress. Okay, you need to learn to chill out because the online world is filled with bullies, food bullies, scare tactics, um, shaming, food shaming, all these things. And this is what was one of my big issues when I first got into this niche of vegan plant based is I realized that I felt like a little bit of a black sheep because I did not want this to define me and I didn't want this to be an all or nothing thing for me. And that is my choice. A lot of people do. And some people, this is their entire being, which is totally fine. But for us, it was just food that we wanted to learn to crave and learn to fuel our bodies with that we loved. But I didn't want that stress on me of having to always adhere to something 100% of the time because it just doesn't work for us. I have anxiety. My husband is definitely on the more anxious side and, and stress affects us really, really negatively. So I want to make sure that we um, didn't put this stress on us. And if that's you, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, me too, know that it is not an all or nothing thing. No matter what others think and no matter what other people trying to shame you believe, you do not have to do this in an all or nothing way. And there's no wrong way to transition to eating more plants. If you're adding more plants, even one day a week, you're doing a great job. So small steps, one small step at a time. Let's talk about these small steps. How do you even break down this giant thing of transitioning to plant-based? What I would say is try one new product at a time. Don't throw away your entire kitchen, unless of course there's a medical need. Don't throw away your entire kitchen and buy all new things. Just start like when things run out, replace them with a plant-based alternative. So if you're a milk drinker and when your milk runs out, I suggest getting small containers if you can find or bigger ones if they don't if they don't make the small versions and try the different types of milks there's so many out there now from oat to cashew to hemp to rice to soy to almonds like macadamia nuts like there's so many different types of milk out there now made from plants so find what works for you we're big cashew milk drinkers we really love the cashew milk i think it tastes almost like regular milk. Um, and we actually, there is an oat milk. Oat milk goes back and forth for me. Some are way too oaty and I don't like the flavor, but there's one by Chobani that's an extra creamy oat milk that my husband is like legit thinks it's cream. It's insane. It's so good, but it's very rich. So it's great. Like I love it in like oatmeal. I love it with like cereal, but um, if you like make hot chocolate, it's great. So you know, sample, sample these and find what works for you, but do it one product at a time. Think of learning to cook plant-based as a new cuisine. If you were going to learn to, you know, let's say you don't know how to make Chinese food and you're going to learn to make Chinese food. You wouldn't just like start making every single meal Chinese. You would try to slowly bring in like a meal a week. Like, let's try this new Chinese dish. Let's try this Chinese dish. Think of it the same way. Start with one meal and let that sink in, do it slowly, 
until you feel confident, then add more. It's not a race. No, there's no winning. Okay. It, there's no winning at all. So start slowly with when, like as your meals, and you'll realize that actually a lot of the things you do eat are actually plant-based already. I mean, it's insane how many foods people, you know, don't realize are plants. <laughs> you know, a lot of the cereals, um, minus the honey factor, um, oatmeal, like things like that, like you're already eating plant-based. You just have to make some little swaps with a lot of things um, to make it like, you know, like the milk and stuff to make it, you know, more uh, plant-friendly. Seek support from people, whether it's an expert you want to pay to help you or friends that have done this. Seek support from the experts out there. Those experts can be paid um, professionals or they can be friends. I love working with clients to help them slowly transition into eating more pants in a very low stress way. So if that's something you're interested in, get in touch or see the link in the show notes. And I would be happy to see if it's something that you're, we're compatible with. And if it's something that works for you, if you feel stress back off, as soon as you start associating food with stress, it's time to take a step back. That means you move too fast. Stress should not be associated with food. It is not okay to have negative feelings with food because you're creating a really bad relationship with food. And the number one thing is you want to have a happy relationship with food. So give yourself grace, back off the stress and go slowly. So once you start adding more plants into your diet, you're really going to start seeing some benefits. There are so many great health benefits. I want some of the things I noticed was like, I increased my energy. I didn't feel so sluggish anymore. I was able to sleep better. And my husband actually lost weight while weight was not our goal. And it really kind of shouldn't be a goal because it really depends on your body. Um, my husband did actually lose weight eating more plants because he ate a lot of dairy and um, a lot of processed meats and stuff like that. So it was a little side, um, side benefit for him, but there's also like environmental and ethical benefits. I mean, reducing your carbon footprint is such a great thing for our environment, helping stop animal cruelty and mistreatment of animals. You know, my mom grew up in a small farm and, um, they, you know, raise livestock for food. And, you know, that to me is like, if that's the way, like that, if that's the way if that's your lifestyle, like I don't have anything against that. But the problem I have is with these large factory farms and the lack of respect for the animals and enclosing them in these dirty, gross, like areas like shoved in there. It just makes me so sick. And that is like a big part of eating more plants is that you're not contributing to that. And if we all ate less meat and you really only ate meat occasionally or, you know, never, if you don't want to, um, it does not, it, it will avoid these giant conglomerates in to like this pushing out of these animal products and the meat industry and stuff like that. Um, you know, if we go more towards the small farms because we eat it less, like that helps support fair and ethical treatment of animals. So to sum up the tips I have and tricks for this long-term success of plant-based eating is definitely go slow. I really don't think you need to do this um, for an all or nothing thing. I think that if you want to in the end, great, but we do not have an end goal to be 100% plant-based. We just have a goal of eating mostly plants, listening to our body and following with what makes us feel best inside. Um, 
my husband does not eat any meat at all ever because of his health issues. But I also recently had to stop eating gluten. And sometimes, you know, when I'm faced with a situation, if I was faced with eating animal products or eating gluten, I'd have to pick the animal products because gluten is what doesn't work for my health. I have a terrible reaction to it now. And I've realized that's what a lot of my issues stem from. So listen to your body, do what's best for you. And be flexible, have some flexibility. You are, if you don't have flexibility, when you veer off your goal, the path of your goal, it's going to feel like a failure. And when we feel like failures, we tend to quit. Whereas if you're flexible and your all around goal is very flexible, if you veer off your goal, it's just going to be part of the process and you're still going to be pushing forward instead of feeling like a failure, you're still going to feel success. So it's really, really important to be flexible in your goals. So that's about it. I have a big post on my website about a low stress um, approach to adding more plants. So if you click on the show notes, it will be in there. And again, if you love this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, leave me a rate and review. I so appreciate you all and tag me on Instagram so I can share and DM you and we can chat more about any of this and um, look forward to next episode when we're going to be talking with somebody, a guest, about how her and her spouse are able to function when one is a plant-based eater and one is not. So that's like a big question I get a lot is how do we make that work? So make sure you tune in. All right, we'll chat soon. Bye.